again. If you would turn with me this morning to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 in your Bible. It's interesting how this worked out. I didn't plan it like this, but um, we're, the text we're preaching today is about children honoring their parents. Which, you know, you would think, no, you planned that, but I really didn't. That's just how the Lord lined it up. So he, here's what's going on. Let me back up with you and just give you some context, if you'll look with me. In chapter 5, verse 21, he says, Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so you say, okay, what is, we're to be mutually submissive in certain ways, And then he talks about what that looks like with wives. That's 22. Verse 25, what that looks like with husbands in the church, that is. And then he goes to children. So he's covering the family first. And so that's where we are today uh, with with children. Uh, This is a tremendously important issue. It's, It's families break down in our culture and I would say in Western culture as a whole, children become more and more unruly. And I could give you a thousand examples of that. People then are looking for answers, looking, looking for help. And so government comes out with new laws, new studies, which are not bad. Psychologists write new books, TV shows like Nanny 911, <laughs> people tune into. Influencing pa- parents, how to parents, and then children, how, how to act. And so it's no surprise, is it, that when the Bible says this in 2 Timothy 3.2, understand this, that in the last day, there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents. Isn't that interesting? That he's saying when people, cultures, family abandon Christ in the gospel, that one of the chief fruits of that, particularly in the home, is lawlessness and disobedience in the hearts and minds of even our children. And we see that today, don't we? Paul writes then to the Ephesian families. He's writing to the children of the families in Ephesus. And he's writing to us. He's writing to our children to tell us it is right, it is safe, it is pleasing to God when children obey their parents. And then next week, we're going to talk about parenting, which is where he goes next. And so let me just read Ephesians chapter 6, and we'll look at verses 1 to 3 this morning. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Would you pray with me as we just ask the Holy Spirit to bless the reading and the preaching of his word. Father, uh, we thank you for the word and for every believer, his spiritual nourishment. And thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God, which dwells in every believer and how the spirit takes up the word and uses it tremendously in our hearts and minds. I pray particularly for our children this morning 
that they would see obedience the way to parents in particular and honor to parents the way you see it, Lord, and that they would find that in themselves, Lord, in their own strength, they're incapable of doing what you call them to do, and they need Jesus. They need the Holy Spirit. They need Christ in them to give them the grace to obey the way Ephesians 6 says. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Young men, young women, I want to ask you, what, what vision, when you think about your life, what vision do you have for your future? What, what's there? What are your, your dreams, your ambitions? And maybe you think, I, I want to be happily married someday. I want, I want to have a family with kids. I, I want to have a successful career as a doctor or as a teacher, whatever it might be. I want to marry another believer, and I want to have a Christian home. Maybe that's, that's in your heart, a happy family. I, I want to engage in my community in lots of different ways. Well, let me ask you this. Is the way you treat and trust your parents in line to produce the vision that you have for your life? Is the way that you treat and trust your parents and their teaching of you in line to produce this vision that you might have, these hopes, these ambitions for your life. Of all the car rides I've had with my mom growing up, this one really stands out to me. I was 14 years old. I was not a believer. My parents were divorced. I, I was, my heart was angry. I was bound in foolishness, and I was determined not to be controlled by my mother. And so, as we're riding down the road in Montgomery, I, I, I got very angry, and I said something very mean that would intentionally wound her to make her cry. I said, I don't have to obey you because I'm smarter than you and I'm stronger than you. It's a dagger, isn't it? Now, it was a really hard time in our relationship. And over the next year, there were many reasons given to me why I should change course and begin to obey, start obeying, start honoring my mother. So threats, well, listen, hey, you know, you don't want to go to military school. You know, that's a... Or maybe shame. That's your mother. Don't you feel guilty? Or fear. What if she dies, Rusty? And that's the last thing you say to her. See, children are given lots of different reasons to obey their parents, to, to, to come into line, you might say. And most, though, don't actually deal with the problem of the heart. It's just an effort to get the child to, to look good on the outside so that people will think well of us. So sometimes they're motivated by shame. How could you? We've done so much for you. How could you? Right? Threats. Listen, if you don't do that, we're not going on vacation. Kiss Mickey Mouse goodbye. <laughs> or, or maybe you want them to produce 
And you say, look, you're going to get left behind. You're, you're going to be working in the sausage factory if you don't pull yourself up and do better. Not that there's anything wrong with working in a sausage factory. It's a great place to work. But often there's just an effort for our family not to look bad or to lose face instead of gospel motivation. So in Ephesians 6, Paul, Paul addresses all children, and he gives them a command. He says, honor and obey your parents, right? Which is the fifth commandment he's bringing back. But then he tells you why you should do it. And it's not about what people think or keeping face. He says, so that your life will go well. You see what he's doing? He's setting a pattern already in Christian families and homes that when you obey, starting with your parents, there is a foundation of wellness that comes and blessing that comes with living according to God's Word. And the second thing he's doing there is children are going to fail. They're going to realize very quickly, I can't do this. I get angry at my mom, my dad. It's hard to live under the law. And that drives them and it points them to their need of Jesus. <laughs> his forgiveness and His grace then to obey. So there's a big question that we have. Sometimes we have a big point or a main idea. Today is this. Children, why should you obey your parents? Why should you? And there's three things that we want to see. Three things. First is this. It's a command. Obey and honor your parents. So if you look in the Bible with me at verse 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. Stop there. Notice that word obey. Children, obey your parents. Obedience. It, it's, it's a lot more than just listening. It's a lot more than just conforming. And I think you can summarize it in three ways. That it's obedience, you might say, is immediately, completely. It's action that's immediately, completely, but then with a good attitude. Right? So it's immediate. It's, hey, John, you need to go up and clean your room. Yeah, just a minute. Hang on. Oh, 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 oh. Fifteen minutes later. Hey, hey, John, you need to go up. Hang on just, just a minute. I'll get there. I'm almost on level four. Hang on. Obedience is immediate with us, with the Lord, and with our children. It, the second thing is it's complete. So it's not mowing half the yard. It's mowing all the yard. And so it is with all of our life, right? It's complete. And the last thing is it's, it's with a good attitude. It's how we do it. John, go clean your room. Golly! Again, i got to go clean my room. Okay. Obedience is immediately, completely, and with a good attitude. You see, most children, you might say, live in the world with one boundary. Boundary being, what can I do? What can I get away with? What can I do? Children in Christian homes have got to have two boundaries, right? Two boundaries. First is, okay, what can I do? And the second is, what does Christ say is good for me to do? Well, what does he say is the road that I should follow? That's, that's the other boundary in my life. And obedience to your parents brings good in your life as we live according to it. But there's another word here. There's obedience. And then the second word that's used there is honor. You see that in your Bibles? 
And it's more than just an outward obedience he's talking about. He's talking about how we obey. Not merely outwardly, but with an inner attitude that loves and regards our parents and their wisdom. To actually show consideration to what they say to us. What they ask, what they teach. That's honor. So children don't actually obey their parents until they do it with honoring them and how they do it. Those two go hand in hand. And notice also, he says, obey your father and your mother, both equally. And I found growing up, there's a reason I told you that story about my mom. I would never say that to my dad. You know, often dads get the greatest obedience because he's loud, he's got a deep voice, he's big. And so then the children run over to run the mother over often because they're not afraid of her. And he says here, obey fathers and mothers equally. Both deserve obedience and both deserve honor. There's a very old story, if you, if you like the grim stories that came out of Europe. There's a very old story of an older gentleman, an older man, and he had to go live with his son and his son's wife, his children. And his hands trembled terribly. And so when he ate dinner, the dishes would clatter at the table and, and his, his food would go all over him. And at one point, his daughter-in-law at the table said, I can't take this anymore. She got a stool and she set it in the corner. And she took her father-in-law by the hand and she moved him to the corner. And there he sat and she left him. Well, he ate there for a while and eventually he, in his shaking, dropped his bowl and broke it. The daughter-in-law said, oh, okay, I see. You're going to eat like a pig. We're going to treat you like a pig. And so she prepared a trough, and she put the trough there for him in the corner, and they would begin to put all their food in the trough. You were going to teach to eat like a pig because that's how you act. And to their horror, they noticed their four-year-old son one day building something out of wood. And they said, son, what are you doing? And he said, I am making a trough to feed you and mama when you get old. <laughs> it's a grim story. Right? The husband and wife, they looked at each other. They cried. They realized how much they had dishonored their father. They went to the corner. They brought him back to the table. They never scolded him again. Now the wife felt, here's my point. She was obedient in her daughterly duties, Right? That she went through all the motions, she fed him, she housed him, she clothed him, but she didn't honor him, right? And so it wasn't a proper obedience at all, was it? Her heart was not filled with love for the man. And without love for him, there's an outward obedience, but it's not honoring, it's not a true biblical obedience. And so I want to ask children, young men, young women, do you not just obey your parents with words, but do you honor your parents? Do you honor them? And you say, how do you know? Well, it's seen in how you obey, right? Uh, listening to their words, valuing their words, valuing what they have to say and applying it to your life is honoring them. 
Let's go to the second things. First, why you should obey because it's a command. Second, why you should obey. Why does he call it here? So that life will go well for you. Verse 3, look in your Bibles with me. That it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So he's quoting the Ten Commandments here to honor your mother and father. The fifth commandment. And the second half of the command gives the promise to children who are children of believers, faithful to God, that honor their parents, that there is a blessing and a promise of a good life. Now, I want to, I want to pause there. Does that mean that every child that honors his parents is going to live a happy and long life? And on the flip side, if a child like me did not honor my mother, that my life is somehow going to be cursed by God? No, not at all. Listen, for a child, a blessed, full life of knowing God, enjoying God, starts with honoring your parents. Okay? That, that's where it starts. And, and the opposite then is also true for a child. An unhappy life, full of pain, brokenness, anguish, starts with not listening to or honoring your parents. It is the difference between a good and bad foundation to build your life upon, right? And I see that we tend to have a belief that when, when we obey God, He will love us more. And maybe that's, if you're sitting here and you're 13, 14 years old, you, you hear me saying that, but that's not what I'm saying. That, that, that is actually not true at all. He loves you fully because you are in His Son. And He loves His Son fully. But what is true is obeying God's will for your life brings your greatest pleasure and joy. Right? God blesses obedience with incredible comforts and graces. In other words, the way he tells us to live is actually the road to joy and comfort and graces. It is a father telling his children, this is the best route for your life. This is the way to avoid all the pitfalls and pain of sin and brokenness. And that starts with a foundation of obeying your parents. Now, for believing families, obeying, listening to parents is God's greatest way of blessing you and keeping you safe from all the effects of sin and brokenness in our world. As they steer you away, parents that is, from sin towards a life of knowing, trusting, and loving your Messiah, your Savior, Jesus Christ. Richard Pratt tells a story that he was uh, seven years old and in his neighborhood they would have, what do you call those little cars they built? The soap, soapbox cars, is that right? I don't have my glasses on, whatever you just, I can't see it, so maybe, yeah, okay. And, and he was a little bit young and he decided he wanted to build a soapbox car and race with all the big boys. Down, down the hill they went fast and furious, he said. And so he spent all weekend, got a kit, and built this car. It was Monday, the morning of the race, and Richard Pratt says he got up and he got his car that he worked on, and the wheels would not turn. They were glued. 
So he took his car, he was broken, he was sad, he took it over to his mother and he says, you know, Mama, my, my car won't run and I've, I've got this big race today. And she said to him, well, did you follow the instructions in how to build the car? And he said, I did not. <laughs> she said, well, I doubt that you know how to put a car better together better than the manufacturer. Richard Pratt said, you know, I thought I was a genius boy and I had no need to follow the instructions. The reality was he did not know better than the manufacturer. He was confident in his own ability. It was a false confidence. Look, the Bible is God's instruction manual for your whole life. And it starts for when you are children. Not a perfect formula, but what Paul is saying here is submitting to honoring and obeying your parents is the beginning of a good life. Why? Because honoring your parents and their leadership teaches you to submit to God in all of life and His leadership, it points you to Christ. And a life submitting to Christ and His leadership guards you against sin and all of its pains and actually blesses you with all the promises of joy, contentment, happiness in your life. Let's go to the third thing. We'll finish here. Why should you obey? First, God commands it. Second, so it will go well for you. And thirdly, to make Jesus happy. Verse 1. Look in your Bible. Verse 1 with me. Children, obey your parents. Notice those final words, in the Lord. Now, he says something very similar a few verses earlier. Chapter 5, verse 19. Submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. Same idea. In the Lord, out of reverence to Christ. Here is his supreme answer. Ultimately, the greatest reason to obey your parents is not because they're older, they're wiser, they carry a big stick, they put on a scary face, they can ground you until you're 30. It's because Jesus wants you to, right? He asks you to do it. And he says, trust me, if you do, so much will go well in your life. If you don't, so much will go badly. Obeying parents is the beginning of our children trusting Christ. There was a wealthy farmer and he had three boys and he would get his boys out and work the fields. And one day one of his neighbors came up to him and they rebuked him. And they said, why do you have your boys out working the fields? You don't need them to be out working the field. You, you must be cheap or you must be lazy. What, what are you doing? He said this, I'm not raising corn. I'm raising men who need to learn to be responsible, patient, and hardworking. There was an intentionality in what he was doing. And that is what Jesus says to us here. If I am Lord, if I am the Son of God, then children, listen to what I want you to do. And when you do, so many blessings in life will come your way. Even when sometimes it might be hard, like, like working in a field. But Jesus uses simple moms 
who are broken and not perfect in everything they do, simple dads who depend upon Jesus for practical wisdom, don't have all the answers. Jesus uses that through the power of the Holy Spirit to lay an amazing foundation as you obey them in your life. Last thing. What about when I struggle? Rusty, what about when I, I struggle obeying my parents? I get angry. I disagree with them. Does that mean I'm not a Christian? Does that mean my life is, is not going to go well? No. God is bigger than your failings. If you are a believer, a follower of Jesus, then Jesus has forgiven and has washed you clean of all your sins of disobeying and dishonoring your parents. You need to know that. You need to rest in that. And now you live in the power of His grace. And I want to say that the law here, the fifth commandment, it's got two purposes. One purpose is to truly bless your life. It is good. It is sweet. It is God's will for you. It is laying a great foundation. The second person purpose is it's very hard. And I would say impossible for us to obey perfectly. And it's to drive you and show you your sin and drive you to Jesus. That you need one, his grace in your life. And so when you struggle, not if, when you struggle obeying and honoring your parents, you have a source of grace. And that is Christ. That's the purpose of the whole law. To point you to him. So that you don't think, I can do all this by myself. I can be the perfect child. I can obey. I can honor. You can't. But Christ can give you the grace to do it well. And as you do that, there's this incredible pattern that's being set up in your life. Difficulty. Hardness obeying what He tells me to do. Running to Christ for grace. Receiving grace. And then able. Able. Able to obey, honor my parents, and remarkable blessings and foundations being laid in your life. Father, thank you for your word, and thank you that it, it points us to Jesus. And the law, for every believer here, we, we're, we're free from the guilt of the law, but it's still your will for us, adult or child. And it's sweet, but yet... Um, Thank you first that Christ took the sting of it, that he took the punishment for every child, every adult who believes in Christ. He took the punishment when we break the law and we rest in that. But secondly, he gives us the ability to live according to the way that you call us to live. I pray, Lord, for every young man, every young woman in, in this room as they set out to honor and obey their parents. Lord, when sin and disobedience rears its ugly head, Father, that they would run to you, run to your word, cry out to you, and they would find you present. They would find transformation in their heart. They would find a friend like they've never had before. And then there would be a new love to listen and obey their parents like never before. God, be glorified in that relationship. In Christ's name. Amen.